Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Real Ghost Stories Online.com, this is the radio show known as Real Ghost Stories Online. Group therapy for the paranormally affected. Not afflicted, affected, because afflicted just sounds too uh, damaging, I guess you could say. I'm Tony Bruski. Jenny Bruski is uh, off this evening because, uh, well, she's getting some more of that education in. Uh, as you know, she's uh, working on a psychology major. So uh, every now and then, now that we're back into the, uh, the fall months when we're taping this, uh, she uh, does uh, take some night classes. So sorry, you're just going to have to deal with the original host of the show for a night without her. It's just me. But uh, we promise to put on a good show for you this evening. I do feel a little weird in here because I love having her in here. I love having both of us being able to bounce this stuff back and forth off each other. But uh, we are going to have a good show tonight, my friends. Um, I think it's kind of funny because uh, every once in a while, you know, you just kind of have those things where things happen for a reason. And I was thinking today, because I knew Jenny wasn't going to be able to make the show tonight, I was thinking... I hope we have a lot of calls ready to go. I hope we have a lot of calls that come in today. And my goodness, we have a lot of calls that came in today. So we will be getting to a lot of those, sharing a lot of your real ghost stories and some good follow-up on some things that we've uh, talked about recently, including more people finding ghosts in a jar. Because I always joke, for the longest time, ghosts in a jar would be an awesome product. And, uh, well, there's more than one of them out there. And, and somebody pointed out the Hallmark version of it. But I guess there was actually one on eBay not that long ago that uh, was kind of more along the lines, I think, of what I was talking about, uh, of being a concept in a real ghost in a jar. We'll talk about that in just a little bit here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Because we have so many calls tonight, let's just go right to one of those. The phone number, by the way, 855-853-4802 to share your real ghost story with us. That's kind of like the fast pass. If you have a real ghost story you want to share with us and you want to get it on the air relatively soon, uh, that's the best way to do it is by calling into the show. We have a lot of letters that are uh, are lining up, and we, we will get to all of them, but it's uh, quite a wait to get a letter on the air. But the phone calls, you get those on. We can get those on relatively uh, within a couple of days. So 855-853-4802. Excuse me. Again, is the phone number to uh, to dial in to get uh, your real ghost story on the air? Hi, you're on Real Ghost Stories Online. Hello, uh, Tom and Jane. This is Joe again from Florida. To reiterate the story about my mother, and I'll probably say the word wrong, but sometimes you guys say on the air. My mother died seven years ago, and she died at the house. She had cancer and hospice. I guess I, I probably said the word wrong. Anyways, they were taking care of her. She passed away uh, that May Sunday on the 21st, two o'clock in the morning. And when she died, uh, a couple hours later, which I was up, when I was notified by the news, 
I went to bed about seven o'clock in the morning and I woke up suddenly back at the house, walked in and there was my mother in correction, she was in overhauls, sitting in the chair like she just woke up from a long sleep. As I approached her, um, I said, Mom, my gosh, you're okay? She said, wouldn't, why wouldn't I be okay? And then that was it. I think that was a way for your loved ones to come back. Also, a month later, there was never ever paranormal activity in the house until after that. Um, like I said, my wife and I were at the house talking to my stepfather in the evening. We walked outside, the door was ajar. We walked around the corner of the house and we heard the door slam. And there was a still air, no wind. I came to examine the door and there was a uh, door shut. Uh, now hour later, my stepfather called and said that when he came back, returning from the house, uh, waking up the ladies, the door was wide open. The two cats were on the doorstep and the other cat was looking out. The, door frame, which in reality, that door should have never even shut or should have never opened up. I felt it was my mother. Uh, she didn't like anybody leaving the door open. That was paranormal activity. That was related to your story about people that passed away in houses and there is there paranormal activity after that. In my situation, yes, there was. Another thing about me being a demonologist and a minister, I do have documentation to prove that I am a demonologist. I took a course and it actually was from um, Catholic teachings. This one individual that I took it from, awesome guy that I took the course from, and I do have documentation on that. Also, I have a card I'm ordained as a minister. Yes, you should have documentation to prove that you are related in the field. I also have a certification in paranormal investigation and uh, uh, death counseling, if you could call it that. But yes, you should have documentation. Yes, should be checked out. The investigators should help you, not hinder the situation. Also, with the chickens at, at KFC, in theory, that uh, the animals that are coming to the planet know what to expect. So when they die, are, we, are they going to be killed or slaughtered? They already know in advance that they are going to die. That's the purpose they, they want to serve. That's the reason why you don't have any hauntings at these KFCs. In theory. Um, also, uh, Jenny, your, being a psychologist is extremely important. And Tony, your show is reaching a lot of people. These people that are calling in with their stories. They have they have a common bond uh, with the other with the other, other storytellers. They can get it off their chest. They feel like they're not crazy or there's something wrong with them. Others are having the same similar experiences and in that experience they can relate to it and feel better that they are just as normal as the next person and it is a way to get the stress off their chest. It's a new field that we are uh, pioneering in and we need more people that are educated, certified, and trained in this field, which I am and my team is. Also, I'll say once again, you guys are doing an awesome show, keep it up. You're reaching a lot of listeners. A lot of people can relate to your stories. We all are special. We all are unique. And we need to have common bond between us all. And we all have to realize that we're all on the planet. And we all are sharing and living experiences and trying to learn new things. Well, this is Joey from Clearwater, Florida. Um, as always, you guys keep rocking. And I will talk to you soon. Uh, bye-bye. 
And thank you so much for the call and uh, your insight on those various things. It was very interesting to have a demonologist uh, give us insight onto my KFC question. Because <laughs> as silly as that question is, it actually, I think, has a lot of merit to it uh, when we're talking about the ghost animal topic. And uh, I really do appreciate all the insight that a lot of folks have written in on uh, about that and, and the calls that we've gotten. We really, uh, we really do appreciate that. And, of course, uh, keep those calls coming, my friend. We, we always love to get your insight on the various stories uh, that we uh, hear every single night here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, love being uh, this, what we are, you know, being that sounding board, being that um, community for what, how Jenny describes a group therapy for the paranormally affected because there's so many of us out there who have a ghost story. It's funny. I, I took a, a visit today to my old radio station. Um, I used to work in daily day to day music radio, you know, talking between the, the songs and whatnot. And I, I stopped doing that. Uh, it was the beginning of June. I, I ended my career in that field uh, of 18 years in day to day radio. And I just, I stopped in, in town, because a lot of friends there, lots of good people. And it was funny, because so many people in the building came up to me, and unbeknownst to me, I didn't know anybody in the building even knew I was doing this show, but I had several people come up to me going, hey, I've been listening to your ghost show, I absolutely love that. And then they all proceeded to tell me their ghost story. It, it seems like almost anyone you talk to who's comfortable in sharing a ghost story comfortable in opening themselves up to that uh, possibility that you're going to be looked at as being crazy has a ghost story. I think almost every human being has a ghost story, honestly. I just think not everyone wants to open themselves up to that, that possibility of being looked at like, oh, there's something wrong with you. But if you think about it, I mean, almost every person, you know, within our community that we talk to, you know, th- think of the people that you have as a circle of close friends. I bet almost every one of your friends has a ghost story. And the one or two that doesn't have a ghost story, they're probably not the closest of friends. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those people. I just think that they do have one. They're just not comfortable enough opening them up. And I think doing a show like this and, and having more and more folks hear it and calling in and writing in and sharing their stories lets that other group of people know it's okay. It's okay to say these weird things that happened to you because they've happened to all of us, some more extreme than others. But it's best that we share these things with each other and get them out there and, and get opinions and get non-judgmental views on those occurrences. And whether it be a, a opinion of, oh, this may be carbon monoxide, uh, or maybe it's just sleep paralysis, or maybe this or that, but also, you know, what, what could it also be? Could it end up being something completely paranormal? That's a good thing. And I think it helps a lot of people make sense uh, and maybe find some peace with, uh, with those weird experiences that we have all had. The more people are open to not being afraid to share their stories, I think the, the happier they can be. Because some of these experiences, some of these stories that we get, they're just downright disturbing. You know, and, and having to live through some of that stuff and never being able to tell anyone out of fear... That's a big carry on one's shoulders. That really is a big weight to carry because some of these stories are very dark, very disturbing. So we do like being here and being part of the uh, the culture, if you will, 
of uh, of the paranormally affected for for a lack of a better term and i, I think it's a good term and uh, anyway jenny will be back on the show again tomorrow night uh, she's just uh, like i said out for this evening taking some uh, some classes and uh the option was either we don't put out a show tonight uh, or we uh, we just do a show and I do the show. And since I hosted the show for many a moons before she came on, I figured I could probably handle a night uh, on my own. And I figured you guys would enjoy getting more ghost stories, you know, rather than than not. So if that's not the case, let me know. If you just only want us to do the shows together, my feelings won't be hurt. But we do enjoy putting the shows out to you as frequently as uh, as we possibly can. The phone number is 855-853-4802. 855-853-4802. Brandy Hawk writes in, uh, I think the lady uh, with the Ouija board problems, uh, and she's referring to the lady who was writing into us saying that the Ouija boards at Spencer's are not dangerous at all. It's the old ones you have to look out for. Uh, she's uh, thinks that she meant that the new Ouija boards are plastic, whereas the old ones uh, can retain energy because they're wooden. Um, okay, maybe that's what she was thinking. But again, it's one of those things where it's not the board. It's it's the gateway that it is. It's the door frame for for things to come through. So it, uh, again, it's it's not. <laughs> Not the material. I don't care if it's made out of, uh, you know, crosses or, or parts of the original crucifixion cross. Uh, that, again, it's an object. Um, it, it could be still used in a very dark way. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not the object, it's the intent. And that's really what, it's, what it comes down to. So... Uh, I, I appreciate the insight there. Maybe that's what that lady is thinking. But again, I, I, I do caution anyone to uh, or who has the idea to play with the Ouija board. And I'm scared about that movie that's coming out. It does look interesting, the Ouija movie, but I'm afraid it's going to uh, increase a spike in sales of Ouija boards like we've probably not seen in quite some time. They're going to have a record year. They will. They will guarantee to have a record year, especially if that movie is any good. And then we're going to have probably a spike in dark, dark, dark activity uh, coming through from people who don't know what they're doing and don't know what those Ouija boards can do. So we should we should encourage Ouija Awareness Month. October is Ouija Awareness Month. Uh, <laughs> tell your family and friends about the dangers of the Ouija board. Uh, Angel writes in, I hate to comment uh, repeatedly. Uh, don't hate. Please, please comment as often as you want. Uh, but does anybody else find it odd that people claim to know so much about the paranormal and pretend to be experts? I probably sound like a skeptic, but I do believe there is something, souls or whatever, uh, uh, what I don't believe is that one person is more knowledgeable, is more knowledgeable about this. And I don't believe in mediums. Okay. Angel, thank you for your, your feedback. Um, that's the thing. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I, I can't say some people do claim to be experts. I will say that. And, and I too have issue, um, with the person who says they're an expert on the topic. I think expert and knowledgeable are two very, very uh, different things. Um, what I don't believe is that one person is more knowledgeable about this. Well, you're incorrect there. I mean, it'd be very, it's very easy to be more knowledgeable on, on a topic if you've heard more stories on the topic and can uh, give your expertise. It doesn't mean you know the answers any better 
than someone uh, who, or than, than, any, than any one other person. But it does mean you may have more knowledge on a topic. You know, it means that you can compare experiences, share more stories of folks who've been in various situations than someone who has not heard of more of those situations, who has not heard that many stories. So I would say we are very knowledgeable on this topic at the show. I do not say we're an expert, and I don't think most people are experts on this topic because we are dealing with a topic with no finite answers. We all come to this going, hmm, what is this all about? Are there any answers out there? And I end up with more questions uh, and feel like less and less uh, further away from ever being an expert the more we do this show, just because um, there, there's just so many variants to all these stories. But I would consider myself much more knowledgeable now on the topic than I did at the beginning of doing this show when we started it last year. Make sense? I think it all kind of comes down to what your definition of knowledgeable actually is. Okay. Uh, Leighton writes in, I think the girl with the grandpa was just experiencing guilt rather than an actual paranormal experience. Just seemed like dreams all the time. And whether she's seen her grandpa uh, when she was awake or not doesn't mean too much. I'm glad that it helped her and she's doing much better. I just don't feel it was paranormal. Our mind is a very complex thing that can project our inner thoughts. I listened to it over again and still feel it wasn't something paranormal, but it helped her through her life. And that's what really matters more than anything. Leighton, I appreciate your insight. And I, I almost agree with you uh, on that. I, I think Jenny would not agree with you and I don't want to speak for her, but that was one of those stories where I could really go either way. Um, and it's something where I don't know the answer. You know, that's again, I'm not the expert. Um, I'm knowledgeable, but I could see it either way. I, I really could. I could see it being one of those things where our mind essentially puts symbols out there for us to try and decipher um, and then come to a, a conclusion on. Um, so whether that's just our internal mind doing that or whether that's an outside force that's influencing our mind to do that, um, I don't know. I could really see it being either way, but you're exactly right. At the end of the day, it's a good thing. Uh, it, it put her on the right path of, of where she wanted to go. So thanks for the, the insight on that. That's on a, a previous episode. If you want to hear the, the complete story of the grandpa uh, uh, coming to that, that woman in the dream. And I don't know which episode it was. It was one of the last couple. I'd say probably one of the last five episodes. If you want to look it up. Uh, Selena Myers writes in, Hey, Tony, right now I work for General Motors building the terrain in Equinox and I work in the assembly line. There are tons of us who are listening to your show here with headphones on and we talk about our favorites at lunch every single day. So I'm going to give a big shout out to our friends who are working uh, at GM on the terrain and the Equinox. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for keeping us on there in the plant. Uh, I'm glad that we could keep you company. It's always fun to hear where our show is being consumed. The one that, that stands out to me uh, the most from the uh, the letters that we've uh, we've gotten in and some of the calls we've gotten in is a gentleman in Scotland who listens to our show and he works on painting houses and I believe restoring some of how some some old homes. And so in my mind, I'm thinking these old mansions on hills, which 
may or may not be the case. I don't know. But I'm just just picturing, you know, kind of the spooky rustic mansion that that stings living in like a castle or something. And then there's the painter uh, listening to our show on the iPod and this is the spooky atmosphere. So anyway, I, I we do love hearing where you're listening to the show. So please do keep telling us. We greatly appreciate that. If you want the bonus episode of our show, we are giving that away to you. If you give us a review on iTunes. So uh, simply go to iTunes, uh, give us a review, email me back the username that you used to give us that review. And uh, I will then reply back with a link to that bonus episode of the show. My email address is Tony, T-O-N-Y at Real Ghost Stories Online. Dot com T-O-N-Y at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. That's how you get the bonus episode of our show here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to another caller at 855-853-4802. Hey, Tony and Jenny. It's Autumn again. I'm the kid from Toronto. Love your show. I've got a couple more stories for you guys, but I'm going to tell the most recent one, the one that's as recent as two weeks ago. Um... I've been dating this guy for a couple months and things are going really well between us. And one of the first things he told me is that his father passed away when he was about 13. So his dad is not around, unfortunately. The good thing about it though is that he had a wonderful relationship with him and that his father was very present in his life and that they were always doing stuff together. They both did scouts, they both would go fishing. Things were uh, really good for a long time. The unfortunate thing about his dad is his dad passed away so sudden and without warning. He had an operation and was supposed to stay in the hospital to heal, but he wanted to be home for his wife's birthday. And he came home against the hospital's wishes, and the stitches came undone, and he wound up having um, some kind of internal poisoning and he uh, had passed away by the next evening. It was very unexpected, very shocking, and still hurts uh, my boyfriend, Matthew, to this day. Um, Matthew and his mother still live in the house that they lived in when Wayne was still alive, and I never really felt anything until recently. Sometimes I stay over at his house, and we sleep upstairs in his room and one night I woke up and saw this person standing by the bed and I thought it was Matthew because it was him standing there and then I glanced over and saw Matthew was sleeping next to me I thought maybe it's um, a psychic projection of Matthew and then I looked back and I noticed that this man was much thinner a little bit taller and had a different demeanor about him he wasn't threatening. He was just kind of standing there looking at me, and I was so scared, I just laid back down and went back to sleep. So I made the mistake of telling Matt about it, and it kind of bothered him a little bit. I mean, he believes in the supernatural, and he believes in ghosts and that sort of thing, but he likes the thought of his father um, kind of remaining as he remembers him. He doesn't like the thought of him being around, per se. It, it kind of bothers him a little bit. So a couple weeks later, it's Matthew's birthday, and it's a milestone because it's his 21st. So I'm over at his house, and he says, hey, let's go for a drive. So we decided to go for a drive, and he doesn't tell me that he's taking me to the cemetery. Now, this is something that's very, very important to him, and it's an absolute honor for me when I realize where we're going. So we stop there, and we get out of the car, and we go over and we, you know, you stand, we stand by the stone and 
he doesn't say anything. He kind of just stands there and stares. And like, it was, it was very heartbreaking for me because Matt's a fun loving, happy guy. And he just, he crumbles when it comes to his dad because his dad meant everything to him. So he's standing there just kind of staring. And all of a sudden I start getting these things happening in my head. Now you had a letter or a caller. I cannot remember which one. I believe it was a letter who had an ability in which she would have someone send a picture of a person and then she would get all kinds of sentences and words in her head that didn't make any sense but would make sense to the loved one that sent it. I think that I experienced that because I've had it happen to me a few times and this is the first time it's actually made sense. While we're standing there in the cemetery, it's absolutely quiet. There's no one around. I keep getting this same phrase over and over and over, and it's, I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud. It's nonstop. It's hitting me so fast and so quick that I start to feel a little bit tired. So I just kind of, you know, step back and take a minute, and I, I just pretend, oh, I'm, I'm a little emotional. You know, this is a big deal because, you know, your dad meant so much, and you're bringing me here for the first time. So a couple minutes go by, and then he just kind of says, yeah, I'm going to go get some air. You know, just, just take a minute, and he walks back to the car. So I kneel down to the stone, and this is something that I have always done with my loved ones that have passed on. I do speak to their graves. I know it's very strange, but it brings me a sense of comfort. So I knelt down, and I said, okay. I got the message. I understand. I will pass it on, but don't show up anymore because you really scared me. Like, it really freaks me out when you like, don't do that again. Um, your son's wonderful. He's a great guy. He did a really good job. Please keep an eye out for him. And I hope wherever you are, it's nice and that you're no longer in any pain and that you're, you're happy. So after that, we just drove back to the house and, you know, that, that was that. Uh, the next day was Matthew's actual birthday and nothing happened. We did not experience anything strange until the evening. So technically it was the day after his birthday when this happened because it was about 2 or 3 in the morning. But I woke up again and I sat right up in bed. I don't know why, but I sat right up and I turned and there was this man again. I'm pretty sure it was Wayne. There's no one else it could have been. And I could hear him mumbling something. And at first I thought it was Matthew talking in his sleep and I turned over and Matthew was not talking. So I looked back at this figure and it starts off by saying, hey, I'm really sorry I scared you, and then keeps talking. I was so scared by the thought of it saying, I'm so sorry I scared you, because that solidified my fear that this had actually happened, that I just laid back down and was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's not real, it's not real, it's going to go away. Look back, it's still there, he's still there. So I just kind of went quiet, and I said, okay, just go back to sleep. When I woke up in the morning, I felt so guilty I don't know why when I encounter these things that they scare me so much, especially when I know they don't mean me any harm. Whatever Wayne is trying to tell me, it's for his son, and I just, it freaks me out so very much that I don't know what to say or where to turn. I can't talk to Matt about it because it, it freaks him out even though he won't admit it. I can tell he goes really quiet and then says he would not like to talk about it. So I decided to go to his mother. His mother is... Um, She's a half Cherokee. Her mother's full blood Cherokee. They're originally from Kentucky. I myself am half Mohawk, and my mother is full Mohawk. 
So we're both Native Americans, and one of the things that we have been told since we were children, both of us, was that we would experience things because we are more open to that kind of thing because our people believe in that sort of thing. And we know that it is as normal as living and breathing, excuse the pun. So I went to her and I said, hey, um, last night I think I saw Wayne in Matthew's room. And I expected her to cry or, or get offended or something like that, but she turned to me and she said, you know, that's really strange because I had something happen. She went and got her phone. It's a new BlackBerry phone, and she knows how to operate it, no problems whatsoever. She went to bed around 10 o'clock last night, the night before. She had gone to bed at 10. She had not been using it. She retrieves this phone for me this morning, and she shows it to me, and there's this blurry picture, but it's like a man. You can't tell who it is. It looks like Matthew, but again, he's taller, and he's just bathed in light, and it just it looks like someone was trying to take a picture and they dropped the phone or something. She says to me, I went to bed at 10 and this picture is time stamped at 11 o'clock p.m. She said, I did not take this picture, but she said, I know who this is. We both confirmed that it was definitely Wayne sticking around. So I told her everything that had happened to me and we, we both kind of had a good cry about it. And I said, the thing is, it scares Matthew and I'm not really sure what to do about it. So I had to have a talk with Matt and I said, hey, I need you to talk to your dad for me. I need you to tell him that he's scaring me and that if he has any messages, he has to talk to you directly. And the best way to do that, if he will not do it in person, is to do it in your sleep, in your dreams, because that's how a lot of my relatives communicated. I'm not sure if Matt thinks I'm crazy or whatnot, but I do think he kind of believes me so he said he did have a talk with his father so when I did stay over last night I did not see or experience anything I think a lot of the reason that his father is still there not just because he loves his son and wife so very much but because the corner where he would appear Matthew has a lot of items that used to belong to him including a hat a pair of gloves and a whole bunch of other things that used to belong to Wayne so in terms of ghosts still being attached to items or having an aura, an energy, I 110% believe that is true. I have also seen another kind of figure that is a bit smaller. And today I realized who that person is because along with the items that Matthew keeps in the corner there, he's got a hat that belonged to a friend of his that was murdered last February. So Matthew had a very, very active household, it seems. Um, I'm just trying to get used to it. It is something that I will experience for the rest of my life. And I am just very thankful that Wayne chose to show himself and speak to me uh, out of anyone. And I just, I really hope that everything is okay with him and that he is keeping an eye on Matthew because I know Matthew thinks the world of him and misses him terribly every single day. Thanks so much for listening to my story. Um, if I happen to think of any more, which I have quite a few, I'll definitely call you guys again. I absolutely love your show. I listen to it almost every single night, and I hope everything's going well with you guys. Thank you, and have a good day or night whenever you're listening to this. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you uh, for calling in and sharing that uh, that story. That's a, a very, very good story, um, and thank you for articulating that all so well. Um, wow. Where to begin on that one? 
Um, I agree. I mean, I totally believe, you know, that whole story that's so interesting that, um, you know, he's, he's coming to you. It's, it, I'm wondering, though, if, if does he have a message for you? I mean, I know he's scaring you, but I'm wondering if there is a message that he's trying to get to you, and that's why he, um, he wasn't necessarily going to his son first. You know? Maybe he's, or, or maybe he was curious. Maybe, here's another thought, if there's not a message for you, maybe he just wanted to kind of be a judge of your character and see how you would act on on him showing up. Now, <laughs> it's quite a fatherly thing to do, and something I would certainly do if I was a ghost for my daughters, to scare the living hell out of any boy that was uh, coming up to see them, if I didn't like them. Uh but uh, I'm wondering, though, if, if you need to actually make a manifestation, actually show up, maybe to see the other side of the person, or to, to see the people in real life, to, to be a judge uh, of character and how they are. Do you have to appear to, to actually get those interactions? I don't know. There is something there to that, though, where he wanted to see how you would interact with him, because he wanted to make sure that you were... Uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, uh, kosher for dating his son. Um, I don't know. It's it's very interesting, but it, it's it's good to hear that uh, your boyfriend felt comfortable enough to take you out to the cemetery to to show you his grave, uh, and that it sounds like you have a, a good relationship there with that family, and that the ghost, for whatever reason, is wanting to uh, to reveal himself to you. I think you're in. When the ghost father is saying hi. 855-853-4802. 855-853-4802. With your real ghost stories. We would absolutely love to hear them. And I always say this. Uh, calling into the to the show is kind of like the fast pass for getting your ghost story on the air. You can always write in. And we certainly encourage you to write in um, through our website at Real Ghost Stories Online if you don't feel comfortable calling in. Um, but there, it, it will take a little while to get your story on the air because we have a lot of stories that are in waiting to get on the air. Our calls, we can usually get those on within a couple of days of getting them in. So if you have a real ghost story, please do call it in at 855-853-4802. And be sure to press subscribe. I cannot stress that. Press the subscribe button. I had a, a conversation today with many people when I was at my old workplace at my old radio station with folks that were talking about listening to the show. And they were talking about all the recent episodes and stuff. And... Uh, I said, well, you know, what do you, what do you listen to us on? Do you listen to their iTunes, through Stitcher, through YouTube? And like, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, kind of what, like, like, do you subscribe? Do you, oh, you can subscribe, really? Yeah. And then they're delivered right to you. You don't have to search it out every time. So if you are someone who is searching out the show um, every time, thank you, but you're doing more work than you need to. <laughs> I'm just going to say that you're doing way more work than you really need to. When you press subscribe, um, the show then goes right into your queue, essentially, and you can listen to it uh, whenever you want. They're delivered to you instantaneously right when we release them. So uh, it's it's the easiest way to find uh, our show. And a lot of times, especially like on iTunes and such, it downloads right onto your device. So whether you're in an area with an internet connection or not, you can then listen to the show because it just goes right to your device and you're free to listen to it. Whether you're in the middle of the mountains or on a subway, 
uh, or uh, in a high rise with uh, limited cell reception. It's it's all uh, it's all right there and, and right for you to listen to. So please do press the subscribe button. 855-853-4802, the phone number again to call in and share your real ghost stories. Another caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Tony. This is Lisa over in Hillsboro, Oregon, and I'm calling to comment on the hospice ghost that you were talking about on yesterday's episode. Um, a good resource, if anybody's interested, on Life After Death by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. She wrote the On Death and Dying, the common book that they use in colleges. So it's she talks about dealing with ghosts herself after someone has passed or ghosts coming through to take some of them with. And I just wanted to say, we had a, my family and I had an experience last year with my father-in-law passed away after a long illness. But a week before he passed, he said that he saw a friend of his in the living room come to visit him, knew that he was very ill, and my mother-in-law couldn't see him, but he said, he's right there. And they talked for a bit, and then I guess he went to sleep. And after he, about a week after he passed, there was another a friend of theirs, their elder parent, uh, grandparent father, passed away from another illness, um, but just before he passed, he talked to my father-in-law and said his name in front of his daughter. And, you know, his daughter couldn't see who he was talking to. He said, well, Art's right there. You know, he's, he came to see how things were going. He said he's going on a trip. This is, you know, this happened, and then it was a couple of days later that he passed. And I found this really strange, but I've heard something like that before. Um, my father-in-law passed away at home, and a friend of the family passed away in a hospice. So, anyway, thank you, and keep up the good work. Hi, Jen. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. And Jen will be returning to the show again tomorrow night. Uh, she's um, she's out on assignment, if you will. She's taking some psychology classes. So. Uh, tonight it is uh, it's just me but thank you so much for the call and thank you for that that story I would be very alarmed I think if I suddenly started seeing ghosts I I can say I've I've never witnessed an apparition of any sort I've had some ghostly experiences heard some unexplained things but I've never seen an apparition I certainly believe they're out there and that that certain people can see them. I don't know if I'm one of them or if I've just not been um, in a situation to see one of them. But that being said, having never seen that, I would be very alarmed if one day I started to see loved ones, especially um, their their ghosts coming in just to hey have a little chat because you hear about that very often right before someone passes. They're seeing their loved ones showing up. In a lot of cases, it's in a hospice home where it's it's a inevitable thing where we know that person is passing. But every once in a while, like in that story with a person, they don't know they're about to die, but loved ones are suddenly showing up and having conversations with them. Uh, 
I think that would be a red flag that maybe my time is about up, and I don't know how I would handle that. That could be a bit alarming. But then again, if they're showing up, how much control do you really have? Oh, hey, look who's joining the show. Jenny Bruski just showed up from her assignment of, uh, of being uh, in, in class. I'm here now. You're I'm here. missing everybody. Yeah, well, we got some more good calls to play back. We were just uh, listening to a call uh, about someone who's, uh, I believe it was the father, uh, uh, this woman's father, saw, I believe it was his, uh, his wife's father show up as a ghost and just started having a conversation with him in the living room. And the daughter was like, who are you talking to? It's like, your, your dad was right there. It's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? He's dead, you know? Well, I see him. He's right there where they had a conversation. And a couple days later, then he died. And I was saying oh, how alarming. Oh, yeah. close to the other but side. But he didn't know that yet. He didn't know anything was wrong. So if you start seeing family members like that. It's... Yeah. I was saying how alarming that would be if, yeah. if suddenly you started seeing dead family members when you normally are not seeing ghosts at all. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know that my number was almost up. Yeah, I think that would be... I don't know what I would do if I go lock myself in a room for a couple days to avoid whatever may be happening. And then if it's me that takes myself out, you know, with like a heart attack or something, so be it. But I could at least avoid variables like cars oh, see, <laughs> and, and everything else. I'd be completely opposite. If I thought my number was about to be up, I'd start bucket list big time. <laughs> Really? I don't know. I mean, I, I, but I guess if, if they know it's up and they're showing up, I don't think there's a whole lot you can probably do about it. No, it's out of your control. Yeah, you're pretty much done uh, at that point. 855-853-4802 is the phone number to call in with your real ghost story. 855-853-4802 uh, with your real ghost story here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to another call. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Tony. Hi, Jenny. This is Shannon Dixon again. Um, I'm listening to your Power of Ghosts. Um, show right now and it's the one where you have your parents on you're asking about near death experiences does that door stay open or does it stay closed well since the time I was a little kid I mean really little I've always seen and heard spirits but I have had like three or four serious near death experiences and I say three or four because I can't remember if I almost drowned twice or three times Um, and then also a serious serious car accident where nobody thought I should be alive afterwards I ended up being fine, and I was mysteriously saved out of the car, and that's a whole new story. But um, the more times I get closer to uh, not coming out of whatever it was, be it like almost drowning or my car accident, everything gets clearer. The spirits come more, um, auras happen more, everything. And I've had my head checked, not head trauma, been psychologically evaluated, and I'm not crazy. Now, could I shut it all off if I wanted to? Quite possibly, but in a way, it's kind of like saved me a couple of times because I'll get little warnings, but I don't necessarily think it's me warning me, um, but something warning me of something, and I'll do what it says, and it saved me quite a few times. So does it get more? More often you get near-death experiences? I think so. Can you close it? Possibly. It definitely became more and more open every time. So there you go. Love the show. Have a good day, guys. Well, I I think I agree with her about if you want it to stop, you you can tune it out or tune it down. And I think on the same note, you can also hone it in 
Does that make any sense? How do you tune it out? I mean, how, how do you actively tune out stuff if you're seeing things or feeling things? How do you... Because here's where I'm coming from in that. It would be, to me, like saying, if someone's baking cookies, I can tune out not smelling the cookies. There's nothing I can do about smelling those cookies. If they're there, I'm going to smell them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're going to smell them. Explain to me what you mean. Okay. Um, using the analogy of the cookies, yes, you're going to smell them, but you can also get to where you don't smell it anymore because you get used to it. Okay, I get you. So so it's like when we were staying in uh, in Lamar in cow shit world, uh, it was kind of like we stayed there, and at first it smelled horrible, but after about five hours, we got so used to it, we didn't even really realize it. Right. Okay. At least that's how I would imagine, how I understand, um, you know, but also... On the same note, if you focus on the smell of the cookies. Yeah, because at any point in time, that's a good, okay, I get you. Yeah. At any point in time, I could have gone, yeah, I really do smell those cows. Yeah. And suddenly it's just as strong as it was at the beginning. Right. But you become so passive to it. Ah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I learned something new. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. I am too. I was just sitting there the whole time thinking, God, this just feels wrong. I just I just want to go home and, and, <laughs> and do, do a the ghost po- show. podcast. <laughs> yes. Instead, I'm learning about abnormal psychology. And I, I just, I much rather have abnormal, paranormal <laughs> everything. Yes. I'd rather do that. Well, I, I think that'll be an interesting class for you because I think some of that can end up being translated onto the show with some of the you know stories we get. Yeah, I mean, we're going to cover a whole gamut of things that I've already had mm-hmm. some life experiences with, either sure. myself or family, and so that in itself will be interesting, yeah. you know, it makes things a little bit easier, but I was really sad that there wasn't a chapter on, you know, dealing with the unexplained, because I was thinking that would be so helpful for me. The thing is, I mean, how would, what would they do, it's such an un... It's weird because there's areas of science where people are scientific about it, but mm-hmm. I think the mainstream scientific is just, nope, doesn't exist. But see, I, I wouldn't even, I would think that there could be a chapter that would exist about how to deal with patients that are experiencing phenomenon that can't be explained, not necessarily paranormal, but there is something that is getting to them mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. is unexplained. Sure. Whatever the unexplained may be, yeah. whether it's a ghost or whether it's that'd be a big ass chapter because there's so many variants. Sure, but and you know you wouldn't delve into each individual instance. It would just be more how to help people cope with things that mm-hmm. they cannot turn around and say, "Oh yeah, well I was just diagnosed with this." Well, you know, there's there's no diagnosis that goes along with. You're haunted. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So that's that's where I was hoping that I would find oh. something that would be like, here's how you you know, you you handle an issue when obviously they are having an you know, having a a, a psychological event, but the source of it can't be determined. I think what they would be recommended is they go to iTunes and search real ghost stories online and click subscribe. Because it's group therapy for the paranormally affected. And I said it correctly earlier. You did? Yes. I was just thinking, I sat in class, I thought, he's going to say afflicted. Nope, I said it correctly, and I even brought up that you would uh, applaud me on that. <laughs> I think that's what that, that book would say, because I, I, I think there's not a whole lot of resources on this topic. 
um, as far as a group setting goes of a right. lot of folks that are, are actively talking about these things, uh, really in a non uh, pointing a finger judgmental way or over um, exciting the topic. You Did know? you think the show would take a turn to be like this, to kind of be a sounding board for people who, who don't have anybody else they can tell it to? You know, and I, yes and no, because I've done this show, what we do now, pretty much kind of in its state where it's a lot of calls and stories, I mean, call stories are virtually the same thing. One's read by me, one's just a caller. And I've done this show for probably 15 years, um, but it was just a once a year deal on Halloween. And I never really thought of it as like therapeutic. It was more so for Halloween and spookiness. Um, but there was always, it was always one of the most popular shows I ever did on commercial radio because so many people just lit up. It was like, oh my God, all these people have these stories and there's no outlet for them ever. It's just, oh, Halloween, we talk about it and it was Halloween and we talked about it. But there was such an overpouring all the time on that topic and interest in the topic and people sharing stories that I, I just knew there was going to be pretty much a never-ending river of them coming in. Um, but I never really thought of it from the uh, the therapeutic side. I thought from the entertainment side, this would be great. Because a lot, I mean, people who experience these, experiencing weird things or unexplained things do find entertainment in hearing these stories from other people. Not entertainment in their pain or suffering, but just entertainment in, oh, there's other people out there like this. Um, it can be extremely entertaining. The whole therapeutic thing only you know, kind of came in after, you know, 25 episodes where it's like people really are being helped by this. And I think that's great. Yeah, I never thought that there would be, a, you know, an aspect that it, it provided valid, you know, validation, but an also relatability. Yeah. For people, you know, especially the ones that have gone through the sleep paralysis, you know, because yeah. we hear that over and over. But then just, you know, anybody else that's that's had a haunting, you know, just to know that there's other people that have gone through the same thing. Mm-hmm. That, to me, always makes me feel better. I don't know why, but I, I rather have company when oh. I'm dealing with something than to be the only one. I'm just being able to relate and hear other perspectives, and I like how we're getting kind of a community going on here where people are, are chatting on, on YouTube, on Facebook about, you know, all of the stuff. So yeah. um, somebody actually made a suggestion I saw on YouTube um, about uh, starting a message board or something for a community. And really, I think our Facebook page is kind of that. Um, so it, I, I do like that concept. Um, but if you'd like to comment, if you'd like to interact more one on one, there's a lot of people on there. Um, so feel free to you know start out those conversations on our Facebook page. Um and interact back and forth on there. I don't. I don't know if we should start up a separate message board for it or not. I don't even know how to do that. I can look into it, but um, I, I just. I think. I don't know. I think Facebook is is good enough. I don't know. I may be completely ignorant because I'm not real sure what how a, a message board operates as opposed to the Facebook page. It's it's more nineteen. 99 internet okay. <laughs> I guess I mean it's it's great for for talking back and forth on things but I, I I me personally I feel like we have kind of those forums in existence already even especially on our own website where you can comment through the Facebook comments about things um 
Of course, though, that that does also open you up. If you're going to comment, you have to comment using your Facebook username. I, I, okay, I can see that argument too. This is coming to my mind right now of maybe there's some people you don't want seeing you commenting in depth thoughts on ghosts. Maybe a message board is a little more private. Okay, well, let me entertain the idea a little bit. And you guys tell me what you think, too. Should we start a message board on the website to talk? Or is Facebook and uh, the YouTube where people are chatting sufficient? It'd be nice to provide some way to have some anonymity with that. Yeah. Because I, I honestly wouldn't want, yeah. you know, everybody to know that I was dealing with something at home, mm-hmm. you know, I, I that that might not understand it, that might, um, you know, heckle you or something. Okay. I, I completely understand that. Sure. Well, let's uh, weigh in. Let us know what you think about that. Uh, just email in or write in or, or whatever in <laughs> Facebook in. Uh, what do you think about uh, about doing the message board? If we have enough support, we'll we'll put one uh, put one together. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is the phone number to call in with your real ghost story. Hi. Hello, Tony and Jenny. It's Selena calling in from Woodstock, Ontario, Canada, again. I know I do this a lot, but I was listening to your um, Haunted Hospice episode, and I had to pause it and call in and tell you guys a story. So my grandmother, um, she had found out she had pancreatic cancer just after Christmas. She had the test done in October and just told the doctor, I don't want to know if it's cancer with anything, I'm not going to have treatment. Um, when my grandmother actually lost her husband 20 years prior, well, not 20, maybe 16 years prior, she never recovered from it. She was always sad and cried every day, and, and that was really sad. So when she finally found out in January, it was almost immediate that she was in the hospital, and she never left the hospital. And she went into, like, the coma kind of state. And... Um, they couldn't get her into palliative care because it was full, which really didn't make sense because she passed before a lot of people up there. But the incredible thing that happened, I had called my mom because I knew she was up there and I was with my mom. And she had told me, you know, Selena, you, you probably shouldn't come up. She's doing that death rattle. Like when someone's about to pass away, they're taking those really big, it's really hard for them to get air. And she just told me, she's like, I really don't think that you should come up here. So it was very close to the end of visiting hours. And it was a small hospital. So I decided, you know, if it's this close, I want to go. I want to say goodbye. I want to, you know, get the the end over with. So we got up to the floor that she was on, which was the second floor. And there was nobody in the hallway, like that kind of thing. And I saw a man and a woman come out. I can only see the side of them come out of that room and start walking down the hall. And it really struck me because my grandmother doesn't look like everybody else, just like anyone's parent. You know who they are. And I swore, I'm like, oh my God, that looks like my grandma. And she was walking hands in hands with a man. And I never had, you know, the luck to meet my grandfather. He actually passed about a year before I was born. And I just saw them walk down the hall and go into a stairwell. But when they opened the door, it was really bright, like they were going outside. And for me, I didn't register at the time that those were stairs. That wasn't an outdoor exit. And also that it was like 8 o'clock at night and it was pretty dim out. So I went into my grandmother's room and I grabbed a brush and I started brushing her hair and realized she wasn't doing that death rattle. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I called the nurse and she came down and told me that, yes, she had passed away. Um, and I went back out to the hallway and I went to that stairway and, re- and I opened it and it was stairs and it wasn't bright. It was actually really dim. And it was just like, wow, I actually got to witness my grandmother, maybe, you know, who knows if it's coincidence, but I got to witness my grandmother 
walking out hand in hand with her husband that she's been waiting for and wanting to be with forever. So I just want to share that. And again, thank you so much for the show. Have a good night. Bye. That's really sweet and sad at the same time. Mm -hmm. So if, as you claim, you're going to die before me, can I show up and we freak everyone out at the nursing home or whatever? Or, you know, do what? Oh, no. If uh, I'd be dead, you'd have to do that to me. Yeah. I will come get you and lead you by the hand into the light. Can we do, can we freak everyone out though? I mean, I think it'd be more fun. I think it's just like if everyone's like sitting there having pudding, all of a sudden it's like. Not everybody's going to see us. Only people with special abilities like Selena would see us. But what if we can do, can we like manipulate something? Can we? What do you want to do? I want to like have pudding flying around the room. You gonna you're gonna be the pudding poltergeist? Is that yes, it? That'd be great. Is the that your tag? Poltergeist would be the great way to go out. All right. Like, because you know, like, a lot of times, like you get pudding in like in industrial situations like that in those giant cans. Like your nacho cheese. Yes, like the nacho cheese okay. that I so much love, which will probably end up killing me at some point. Yep. Um, if you could suddenly just like you know burp the pudding <laughs> everywhere, like oh my god, what's going on with the pudding? Boom, 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 pudding. And then the door flies open and we go. <laughs> I don't know if that door would still open after you did that and scared all those old people. That might be the other door that you get to go through after that. <laughs> they would probably take people out. Yeah. <laughs> Killed by pudding. Entities. Playing. Multiple heart attacks at hospice due to pudding. Due to pudding poltergeist. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, you know, maybe I had some friends that I wanted to have join me. <laughs> it's like, just wait. When I go, she's going to come get me and the pudding's going to explode. You're going to be like bad grandpa <laughs> in death. Be like, people going, this man keeps talking about pudding. What, what is his deal? <laughs> pudding. Pudding's going to go fly everywhere. <laughs> Do you want pudding, Mr. Brewski? Pudding. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> how Harper says it, pudding boom. And that's how I'm going to say it too at that point. That's great. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, I think I'll just leave you where you're at. I'll stay in the light. <laughs> Come on. Being the pudding poltergeist would be really awesome. It really would be. Just like Ghost in a Jar, which was almost sold on eBay. We have another person writing in with a Ghost in a Jar story. This is not the Hallmark one. Uh, in 2001, a man in Arkansas was auctioning off for $99 a Ghost in a Jar... Uh, no joke, serious inquiry only. The auction hawked a mysterious, eerie glass cylinder with cryptic paintings and markings, uh, claiming that it would he would not be held responsible if the black thing escaped the jar and that all sales are final. After numerous bids, uh, and the ending one topping out at more than $50,000, uh, eBay auctions, uh, canceled the auction. The highest bidder never did pay, um... And uh, other people started selling Ghost in a Jar t-shirts, buttons, stickers, and such, all of which eBay ended up uh, removing. Uh, so there you go. There was an attempt at a Ghost in a Jar a long time ago. Uh, this, people, this person even tried to sell, make a Ghost in a Jar club uh, and also signed pictures of himself uh, and the jar. However, um, uh, the jar itself has not actually ever been sold. So. How did the ghost get in the jar? I don't know. But I'm thinking... Um, 
he kind of has something. You know how how popular those subscription services are now online. Like we were part of the Dollar Shave Club thing, and this uh-huh. is not an endorsement or anything. We just like the service. Um, there's that. There's all these services where they like send you food every month or or pet products or or they even have one now for men that don't know how to put outfits together. Yeah, it's a they'll trunk, mail you clothes, trunk of clothes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of those. What if you send one to folks who want to get ghosts in their home? You call it like, you know, ghost of the month club or, you know, or, you know, ghost in a box. And you, you give them the tools to cut, like you get a new Ouija board every month. You get tarot cards, you get candles. Um, you get some, some literature on what to say. I mean, it's essentially a demon conjuring kit. That you send out every month. You can probably make some money on that. I bet there'd be a big audience for it. <laughs> I think that's horrible. And you know how many more stories would we get by marketing this? <laughs> that's horrible. It'd be horrible. Yeah, it would, it would be would not horrible. be the thing to do. But I'm surprised it's not out there yet. Well, how did... It sounded Maybe like... it is. On this eBay thing, like the guy somehow thinks he got a shadow figure in a jar. I think the guy just made this shit up because well, he thought he, some, he's going to get the insane bid of $50,000, but didn't realize that those people really well, I think it, I think it's BS, too. But the thing is, how was he going to back that story up? What was his story? There line? is no story. That's the thing. That's what makes it so mysterious. <laughs> the story is there's no story. It's just ghost in a jar uh, will not be held responsible. And that case, I think the less you say, the more mysterious it becomes. I Yeah. You know? I want to know his BS story on how the BS goes. Got the BS jar. I think jar. it's just like a, a mason type jar that he painted. And somebody said this looks really spooky, and he thought, "Ah, oh, I should put that on eBay." There's the jar. See, ghost in a jar. It has some sort of cryptic writing on it. Looks like some weird symbols that some child put on there with white paint. And it looks like something. If I dug it up, finding it with like a metal detector, I would have left it there and I, covered it back. Oh up. yeah, I mean it's creepy looking. It is. I give him kudos for making it look very scary, but uh, I, I doubt there's any legitimacy to it. It's creepier looking than the boxes that had the remains that I we actually that you found. Yeah, dug up. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible. How many people can say that? What about that one for a, a monthly subscription service where you mail <laughs> ashes to people? It's cremation of the month. <laughs> you and people that could be like my final wish is to travel the world. And so what you do is you put <laughs> the cremation remains in the box and then they go all over the world to different people who order them every month and then they spread them into different areas. That's actually not a half bad. It's bizarre as hell, but it's not a half bad. I don't know if you can legally do that. I don't know. Can you mail cremated remains without like... I've seen the UPS stickers before. You have? I have. The UPS stickers for cremated remains? Maybe it's the FedEx one. What? Yes. There's actually a sticker they put on the box. Uh, It's like something handled with care, like human uh, remains or something on the box. And it's like, it's a normal... They look super bizarre because it's a normal FedEx box but then the sticker's on there you know, it's like a fragile handle with care I want, but except it says like you know hu- contains human remains or something I want to make a fake one of those as a Halloween decoration that would be so funny <laughs> but it exists so, I, and just leave it on the porch yeah. for the UPS guy we have mm-hmm. the best UPS guy that yeah. would be so funny I wonder what he would do <laughs> I, I bet he's you know honestly they probably see that thing somewhat frequently ew 
You know, if you work for those one of those companies, I bet you that comes across not. But if you go up to deliver a package to somebody's doorstep and you see one to take that yeah. says human remains that's a on different. it, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's a different. But what about that concept? No. Is you know, I want my ashes to be because people they want them spread in different places all the time. What if it's like I want to be spread out all over? That's the way to do it. The subscription monthly thing where you send out the ashes in a box to people and then they go out and they get some joy by helping uh, people get their final wish. Yeah, they're going to end up in somebody's Dyson. I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, someone's Dyson or they'll be used for some sort of inappropriate purpose, I'm sure. It would go the wrong way. Where somebody's just trying to like help out other people, it would be used inappropriately. Yeah. In- inevitably, it would be. Anyway. <laughs> not. I'm not going to ship parts of you to different I don't want that. People. I'm just saying other people may. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've discussed every morbid subscription uh, club that we could create. Yep. So. Well, there you go. Um, let's see here. Let's end with a call or a story or something instead of our rantings about cremated remains. Really? You don't want to hear more? Okay. No. Okay. Let's. I don't know if this is a and call. And I we got just here late, so let's go on. A is this bit a call? Longer. We. Uh... Hey there, Tony. Hey Jenny. How's it going? This is David calling from Rockland, California. It's my uh, second, third call actually. Um, first, I wanted to make a comment that out of cemeteries that rock, uh, the one I'm thinking about is the Sacramento City Cemetery. Man, that place gives me chills even during the daytime something about it just uh, my love going there had some weird experiences there I'll tell you about later but uh, <laughs> excuse me I'm walking as I'm talking um, but what I'm talking about today is a Ouija board experience okay um, this happened when I was about 15 14 15 I'm 39 now so it's been a while and uh, it, uh, we had a Ouija board my dad bought us one uh, a lot of fun and so me, my dad's girlfriend at the time, my sister and I, we sit around and we're all playing on it. And um, all four of us have our fingers on the on the the uh, blanket. And it starts moving, and and it's not making any sense. We start asking the questions. Well, it it turned out it started uh, focusing on my father. And um, to make a long story short. Basically, it turned out to be what we thought was his mother, my grandmother, who died. Oh, seven, eight years earlier. And uh, so my father, you know, was like, okay, you guys are moving it. You're full of crap. And we're like, no, you know, we're not moving it. And uh, he says, okay. And he gets up and he goes, okay, let's do this again. This time I'm going to ask you questions that only I know. And uh, so we're like, okay. And this time it was just me and him while the other two watched. And he asked it some questions, and it did. It started answering questions that I had no clue about. Uh, and he started tearing up. And so, I mean, I knew my dad was, you know, man of all men. He was not a crier. And he started tearing up, and he was really choked. And so that was freaking me the hell out. And then it spelt my name out of the blue, which started freaking me out. And then all of a sudden, it spelt out my grandfather's name who was still alive, Lloyd. It's spelled just, we, without asking a question, just spelled L-L-O-Y-D. My dad uh, started breaking down then. He said, Dad's so, still okay, Mom. Dad's still okay. And, uh, you know, at that time, I was choking up. And uh, it was very sentimental and very emotional. And, um, and then uh, it just went to goodbye. 
And, and I, you know, I didn't sleep for a few days after that because I was thinking my grandma's watching me. And she's dead. That's weird, you know. Well, uh, soon after that, uh, my grandfather passed away. So it was, um, I mean, maybe a week later, he just passed away. Um, so it almost made me think that maybe um, she was uh, saying, you know, your your grandfather's coming, your father's coming. Um, I, it was just an experience that I'll never forget, and it was a Ouija board experience. Luckily, I haven't had, um, you know, I haven't been haunted my whole life. I've had weird stories. I have a couple more to tell you, but on a future episode. But I just wanted to say uh, thank you for having this out. Uh, this is a great place to tell stories where you, people don't think you're complete wacko anyway rock on guys uh hear from soon bye interesting it's interesting to hear a ouija board story that didn't end in uh demons taking over the house yeah i don't know that was still (laughs) it's questionable still if it was the actual um grandparent yeah i don't know i mean i know some people have experiences like that but it's a crapshoot every time yeah you know? <laughs> I mean it really is you don't know what you're getting it's not like an after school special <laughs> don't play with Ouija boards well I was saying earlier before you got here that we should have Ouija board awareness month yeah we should <laughs> make it October yeah exactly it's Ouija board awareness month Where, tell your children about the dangers of the Ouija board do, 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 do. And like the more you know thing on NBC we could have actors you know you know Giving yeah. little testimonials about Ouija boards. Uh, I sold my soul to the devil to become a reality TV star. It could be the magazine pictures like the Got Milk, but people just holding Ouija boards got demons. Exactly. It would work out mm-hmm. wonderfully. Uh, you want to do some more calls since you uh, you got here? Oh, I don't think our listeners would be objectionable. We have, uh, we'll make it just an, uh, an extra long episode. We have uh, a couple more calls here to get to. Uh, hi, you're on Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi, Tony and Jenny. I'm calling from South Carolina, and at this time I'm choosing to be anonymous. But I was inspired to call after hearing Richard from Chattanooga um, recently and the emotional pain he's going through. Uh, I could relate to it on a level with the experience I had uh, a number of years ago. My husband and I moved out of state to relocate and for his job and we moved into this house and we both felt there were unusual things happening, nothing too extreme that you could put your finger on, but um, the one thing that I found that seemed to be affecting us was a negative vibe in the house and my husband had been here uh, a few months before I was able to move because I had to sell our home and where we lived. And during that time, we started to grow apart. Um, and I couldn't understand why my husband's mood was so sensitive and unpredictable um, and then I, I came here and things weren't too much better uh, and over time it just I, I 
I could really relate to what you were saying, Tony, when you said that what you you recommend that Richard do is try to bring as much positivity and um, do things to uplift your spirit. And that's what I was trying to do at the time, um, try to live a positive life, even though my husband was talking about divorce. and uh, But it just felt like... Um, His personality had changed in a way that I couldn't relate to. I felt like there was something more going on. And I, uh, I also felt that somehow uh, alcohol had opened him up to something negative attaching to him. Even though like, it wasn't like he had um, what I would consider a drinking problem. But he would go out with his friends and you know, uh, come home and when he was drinking, he would say things that I just found to be excruciatingly painful. And it just felt like it wasn't him speaking so much because the things that were said were so incredibly cold-hearted. Um, and I'm Christian, and I felt that I needed to pray for my family and our our home and one night I was laying in bed and this was after having had a very trying experience with my husband and I was praying the Lord's Prayer and after I had said that I also added I asked that God cleanse my mind, body, and soul with His Holy Spirit, love and light, and wash out any negative or evil influences. And I asked that of my child. And as I was praying, I made sure I had physical contact with my husband and I actually had my finger or elbow in contact with his skin. And I was praying that God cleanse his mind, body, and soul with his Holy Spirit, love and light, and remove evil and ne- anything evil and negative. And as I prayed this, and I was praying this quietly, silently, just a whisper of my breath, and he'd been sleeping, he quickly rolled over towards me and... I'll try to imitate the sound. It was this guttural, like, awful, like, demonic type of sound coming out of him. And then he just rolled back and was quiet. And I felt like, oh, my God, that's what I'm up against. Something dark attached to him. And I... After that, I had to do whatever I could to rid my home and my family of whatever this negativity was. So I went about praying, and um, I went so far as to get sage, uh, and I saged our house, praying for God's love and light to 
remove any evil or negativity from the house. And I can't say things changed overnight, but at that point, it had been two years of this um, negativity going on. I can say soon after that, we turned a corner. And he started wanting to do more as a family and not spend time with friends going out. I feel that that night when I was praying for God to cleanse my husband's mind, body, and spirit, um, whatever was there that rolled over and snarled at me, I felt it was on its way out and that um, I made a point of just trying to do like what Tony said, living a more um, positive, happier, do whatever I could to lift up the environment inside our home. And that situation, I guess it's been now seven years since that experience. And I'm happy to say that things are much better. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just hope that my experience somehow gives Richard hope that you know, try prayer and keeping a positive attitude to fight the negative. Whether it's paranormal or not or it's psychological, I can't say, but I felt that what I experienced that night when my husband who was in a deep sleep, rolled over and made this god-awful noise that I had never heard before in my life and don't ever want to hear again. Um, I felt it was paranormal at that point. And um, prayer was my answer, looking to God, trying to live a positive life to fight the negative. So anyway, well, thank you for listening to my story, and I hope it inspires others to you know, look to the light and try to live positively to fight the negative. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for the call. The phone number is 855-853-4802. Very interesting story. Yeah. I'm glad it had a good ending. Yeah. And I'm glad she didn't give up. Sure. It's very interesting where, uh, what she said, where in the middle of the night where that, that incident occurred, because you really could, and I would say write off the story as, as, as not being paranormal, but, but you could um, say that it was very, it could very easily been a psychological thing going on there, um, you know, and an addiction thing going on there. Um, but then you add that twist to it, and that's where it starts to go, okay, maybe there is something else. Well, I was thinking when she mentioned the alcohol and, and maybe not necessarily having a problem but alcohol is one of those things it's like a megaphone Mm -hmm. if you're somewhat a little bit down it's gonna make you more down sure or if you're having a good time it's gonna make you have too good of a time so with the things going on and kind of being in that state of kind of maybe clashing and feeling a little bit you know disconnected from each other maybe a little bit down that probably made it even worse and we all know that we're more prone to things attaching mm-hmm. when we are more down so and it's a depressant so it's if he's doing it to excess yeah it would certainly but here's the thing because she said that and she's going with her gut i know that that's what it is just because you you know you get that gut feeling to where mm-hmm. you know those things sometimes mm-hmm. um and i'll also say you know being a wife who sleeps next to you every night 
if you rolled over and made a noise like that that I'd never heard, you know, there's there's noises that we all make in our sleep. Mm-hmm. But when you're married to somebody, you know what those noises are. You can yeah. even get to where you tune out snoring for sure. the most part. <laughs> for the most part. Right. Well, I'm not talking about you. You don't have a problem with that. But I know there's some couples that can't sure. sleep in the same, same room because of snoring. But it's a noise that they're yeah. familiar with. They know each other's sure. noises. Sure. I have no doubt that she heard something that was not... not yeah normal because you know those noises sure well i mean i think it i mean it plays into what we've talked about many times um these things feed on depressed energy you know mm-hmm. and if you're suffering from depression if you're down if alcoholism is playing a part um or whatever it is that that is a troubling thing i believe those things can latch on to you yeah. so so whether or not you know you know the horse became it came before the cart or whatever that's hard to tell in this case uh, at the initial start of it but i think it's kind of irrelevant too it's like they both kind of started going and coinciding and riding along with each other until it started to work its way out so that's that's very interesting thank you for the call uh one more quick call before we wrap up the show i think we have a record long show here today for you that's okay <laughs> uh let me just uh, go to it right here are we going to do extra long episodes coming up to Halloween? I think we will have some. I think we will have some extra long Halloween episodes for us. Uh, so that'll be that'll be fun to do, too. And it may be like in parts, you may do like or at least two shows a day, essentially hour one, hour two. Okay. And two separate casts. Um, but uh, there will be some of those bonus things going on and extra things for Halloween. So because it, it's going to be busy season for us. Really. Of course. And we thought of a busy days now. I mean, it's just going to go, whoa, with lots and lots and lots of stories. So we're almost going to have to to try and keep up. OK, so it'll be uh, it'll be exciting. One more call. 855-853-4802. The phone number, by the way. Hi, Tony and Jen. This is Barb from Pittsburgh uh, calling with another one of my mom's stories. Um I used to do dishes with my mother, and she knew I hated doing dishes. I hated drying dishes, thought it was the most boring job in the world. So she would tell me her stories while we did dishes. Therefore, I look forward to doing dishes because I was entertained. But this is another one that she told me from her grandmother. Her grandmother, there's not a ghost in this story, but it is supernatural. There was a, a big flat rock next to her back porch steps. And this rock was always wet. No explanation for it. There was no leak anywhere. There was, the ground underneath it wasn't wet. Just the top of this rock was always wet. So she told her sons one day to take this rock into the woods and leave it there. She didn't want it there anymore. It, it bothered her. So they did. They took it and they carried it way out in the woods, left it, came back. When they got home, the rock was next to the steps, nice and wet. Still sitting there. No explanation as to how it got back. Supposedly a true story. Uh, That's it. I'll call you back with another one of my mom's stories eventually. Bye. The ghost wet rock. That's weird. We have a patch of concrete in our yard that's continually being wet right now. Yeah, but I think it's moisture coming up from underneath. I think it's because we put a sprinkler system in, and it's just it, we have a more wet backyard now than yeah. we had in the past. Um, but that that's interesting, where you have the the continually wet raw. I don't know what what that would be. That's, the stuff like that, you know, like in in the movies where they show something being 
moved and then you turn around and it's right back where it was you know like the rock coming right back or or like scary to me the crying religious figurines and things of that nature that's yeah it's creepy yeah i don't know what to make of that uh, the phone number again, 855-853-4802. If you have a real ghost story that you would like to share with us, please give us some love out there on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, and subscribe to the show. That helps us out tremendously. You can get that bonus episode right now, too, by giving us a, a good review there on iTunes. Email me the username you used, and I'll email you back with a bonus episode. My email address is Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. Share the show, too. That, of course, always helps us as well. Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Uh, stumbled upon dig I, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you can uh, share the, reddit that's a good one actually reddit I never use reddit but I know a lot of people do and once you get something flowing on reddit uh, it can generate a lot of people to your website so if any reddit users are out there uh, please share our show there that would be uh, tremendously uh, helpful and uh, help deliver to you a, a better show So until next time, for Jenny Bruschi, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.